Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day so far. There's a couple of ways you can get a hold of me. You can email me, Tuttle, at gmail.com, or leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Don't forget about the nightly live stream on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you subscribe and hit that bell button, because when you hit that bell button, you're going to get alerted to any of my new uploads or whenever I go live. I don't think a lot of you guys really cared for last night. I don't know why. I don't think it was a bad stream last night. But hey, maybe you guys had some stuff going on. Uh, but I, I would love any of your feedback. Like I said, that's why I gave out the ways you can get a hold of me. Tuttle at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail 407-270-3044. Got a great interview coming up after the break with Dia Klein. Dia Klein is a woman that was born without the ability to smell. And I thought it was going to be an interesting interview for you guys, and it was, with all the taste and smell that people are losing because of the coronavirus. But before I get into that, I wanted to play a little bit of audio from this pastor that got kicked out. I guess he's on leave. I don't know if he was fired. But he did a sermon about how women need to be attractive, how women need to take care of themselves because men are very visual. And yes, I agree with him on that, but he went, around, he went about it in the wrong way. Then I want you to know a need that a man has that he won't ever tell you about, but since I'm the preacher man, I'll say it. Your man needs an attractive wife. See, they got the camera on the pastor. The shot that I want, is a shot of the crowd of the women. I would love to see the look on the women's face that are in the congregation right now. And are the men, if you're a man, do you like let out a amen? Or is that going to get you in trouble whenever you get home? I can see his point. Me and my wife, we, we had that agreement. You know, she t if she was going to take care of herself, I needed to take care of myself. That's why I wasn't drinking. I went, I went and worked out with her every single day because, you know, it is, it is fair. If she's expected to be looking attractive all the time and be in tip-top shape, then I should have to be able to do that. I mean, I, that's kind of a fair trade in my opinion. Well, anybody else thinks about Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Your man needs, a, needs an attractive wife. Hockey player said... He said, I married a trophy wife, but now she looks like the Stanley Cup. You see what I'm talking about? By the way, since this is audio, I need to give you the visual part of this. It's the irony that's in this, because this preacher, he's fat. He's definitely fat, living high on the hog from all the money that people are just forking over to the congregation, putting it in the collection plate, because this guy has been eating pretty good from the way it looks. That's what I'm talking about. All right? That's what I'm talking about. And, and ladies here, here's the thing you need to know about men. Don't give him a reason to be like this distracted boyfriend. See, I wonder if this guy thought in his mind, oh, this is going to be a great sermon. Because he, use, he uses that uh, meme that everybody uses, you know, the one of the distracted boyfriend walking with his girlfriend, and he's turning around, 
and looking at a hotter woman. Yeah, I bet he was like, hell yeah, this is going to get a big pop in the congregation when they see this one. Half the people probably in the congregation didn't even get the whole joke, but everybody knows that famous meme. What the fuck was this guy thinking about? Like, seriously, is this the type of church where all the women are obedient? The women are, are just kept in line? So what? What's going to happen if your chick gets a little heavy? Are you going to beat her? you going to beat her until she gets skinny? Because God says that the women are there to serve you? No, no, no. It, it works both ways. And I got to tell you what. If I was a hot-ass woman and I was married to this hog trying to, you know, preach to people about staying in shape and being attractive, man, oh man, he must be making a lot of money because if he's got a hot bitch, then it's all over money because this guy is a pig. You hear me? Don't give him a reason to be looking around. Hello? Don't do that. I've said this for a long time. I'll say it again. It's free, by the way is I really don't believe women understand how visual men are. I can agree with him on that one. Guys are very visual. We are. Women tend to, yeah, they, they're more about the personality. Uh, if the guy can make them laugh, maybe that's why I got divorced, because I am unfunny, I, I, I guess. Maybe, maybe that's an eye-opening wake-up call for me, that maybe this radio thing or this entertainment field thing isn't for me because men are definitely way more visual. And if you're married or you're dating a guy, like, do you get upset or mad if he, if you catch him checking out another chick? I'm just asking. I mean, it's one thing to look and, but I mean, if you go the next step, yeah, that's wrong. I just, I, I don't, I would love to hear from you. Any of the women, I don't even know how many women listen to this podcast. Tuttle at gmail.com or 407-270-3044. Do you get mad if your dude and you catch him looking at another woman that looks hot? Do you get upset? I'd love to hear from you. I really don't. I don't think that, I don't think, I don't think it's in their capacity, their ability to understand how visual that men are. I really don't think women understand how important it is for a man to have a beautiful woman on his arm. It's really important to a man to do that. Well, guess what? This guy's fired now. I hope he's fired. And the reason his chick is probably in shape and skinny, good luck trying to get any food around this fat-ass pastor's uh, house or table. Hey, just It's not happening. It's like a dog. You don't try to snatch a dog's bone because you're going to come back missing a finger or something. And that's probably why she is skinny. That's why she's hot. And she's with this big, fat, disgusting, horrible son of a bitch, probably because he's got money and he eats all the food. Gonna take a quick break. When I come back, I'm gonna have my good friend Ciroc join me and we're gonna get his reaction on the movie Blazing Saddles. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd? I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality? Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Do you have something you want to say? Hey, what kind of preacher is you? Leave Tuttle a voicemail. Because you're kind of ignorant. Especially if you think he's being an asshole. No mega bitch. Will your hurtful comments offend Tuttle? No, baby. Call the show at 407-270-3044. 
No, baby. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Uh, this is a special edition. I, I think me and Tarak are starting to, you know, form a bromance here a little bit. I, Coalation. I don't know. Coalition. I mean, do you not like bromance, or is that something that like? That sounds like well, bromance isn't bad, but I don't know. I, I see why you have to put me on the spot like that. Now I have to like think about what I'm about to say next. No, bromance, I want you. I no, of, you should. I think never of Brokeback think Mountain. Of, okay, that's I a think, bromance, isn't it? Yeah, I can't quit you, Sarak. I cannot quit you. Oh man, you sound like I'm cocaine or something. No, that, not that I've ever done it or do it or plan to do it. It's just. I hear it's really addictive and hard to kick. See, you're you're you don't know anything about me. I mean, that's a quote from the movie that Jake Gyllenhaal says to Heath Ledger. Oh my God! Tell me, remember, you're like a a movie savant. Like, come on. Yeah, he's like he's you like, literally can. I could say two words of a movie, and you know exactly what I was talking about. No, but like Jake Gyllenhaal tells Heath Ledger, like, "Why can't I quit you?" Because you know, he's the only person around in the fucking mountains. No, because that, because because that dick is like cocaine, like you talked about. He's oh, like, God. man, I, is that what girls well, think? Well, Just I kidding. mean, I, humble, well, I would brag. Know. I'm sorry, I wouldn't know that at all. But um, hey, wait before uh, you, before you go, quick yeah. question. So you just brought up the whole Jake Gyllenhaal situation. I was um, I was on Snapchat, and you know how they have like the snap stories. It, it's pretty much like Instagram, and mm-hmm. Mojo was doing uh. Like, you know, they, you know, they do like the top tens of a lot of random stuff, but they were uh-huh. saying the top 10, like, you know, movie situations that I, I, I can't forget the title exactly, but they were saying that when Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal did the movie that it kind of like derailed their careers. You think that's true? No, I do not, because Heath Ledger did the Joker right. after that or not the Joker, but he played the Joker in the Batman flick. And okay. I got to tell you, Heath Ledger actually brought legitimacy mm-hmm. to a superhero slash comic book movie, in my opinion, because his like interpretation of the Joker. Uh-huh. Because look at, do, did you see the original Batman with like Michael Keaton where um, Jack Nicholson? Played the no, Joker. Um, no, I, I mean, I know what it looks like, but I, I don't think I've ever watched it. I mean, it made it look so fucking corny. Yeah. And I mean, was well, this back in the 80s, right? No, that was early 90s, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm not not for sure, but man, Heath Ledger was so good. Just some of the... Did you notice... Did, I mean, did you see Heath Ledger in the Batman movies? Yeah. As Joker? Yeah. That, the the lip-smacking thing. You know, yeah, like he would always do that. But and do you think you, it's it's overhyped performance, given the fact that he passed away? I, I, I really, really do sometimes think that that happens where somebody dies, mm-hmm. you know, early. Do you, do you even, okay, Joaquin Phoenix. All right, here's a little tie-in for you. Joaquin Phoenix, who played the latest Joker. Uh-huh. Did you hear about his brother, River Phoenix? Did he die? Yeah, he died of a, uh, he was speedballing. He was uh, heroin and cocaine at the same time. It was that um, before or after the movie? Uh, well, it was before the movie because, I mean, uh, River Phoenix played in the movie. Did... <sighs> I didn't even know River Phoenix was an actor. Uh, did you ever watch the movie Stand By Me? No, but I know the song. Stand By Me. Yeah, Stand well, it was. Okay, but Stand By Me was a book written. See, a lot of people don't realize this. Stephen King wrote a lot of books mm-hmm. that were turned into movies that were not horror plays. Oh, really? I didn't really see Hell, I'm one of a lot of people. I didn't know that. I thought all his, okay. you know, his... Shaw- uh, Shawshank, Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that was by Stephen King? Yeah. Uh, Green Mile. Okay, so he has some type of you know, infatuation with, like, prison, apparently. Damn By Me, though, was a great, great movie. And and I, I, I hate... See, I don't want to get you to keep watching these movies, but speaking <laughs> these of movies... Classics. Speaking of movies, mm-hmm. you watch some of the highlights of Blazing Saddles. Yeah. 
now, <laughs> now I, I, I hope like you don't think like I look, I know that that movie is offensive as hell uh-huh. in, in modern day times. But I mean, you got to think about who made the movie Blazing Saddles, uh, a Jewish guy who directed it. Okay. And then Richard Pryor was a part of the screenplay as well, too. So, so give me like, uh, give me a couple of the scenes that you did watch, and and let me know your thoughts. I thought, I mean, I didn't watch much. It was like a highlight reel, but you know, the I mean, you can just YouTube most of the stuff. But um, you know, when, when, he, when he was coming into town, and you know, they had the whole like welcoming committee, pretty much the sheriff's. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, I was like, damn, like it's like it reminded me of um of Django, but more of a you know, obviously I know it's a comedy, but like well Django, Django, Django was all right, so that was a comedy, but I mean, okay. So in Django, like that took place in a time where there right. were still plantations, and that word right. was used. So a Django lot. was technically, you know, on a timeline further in the future. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I, I would, well, I don't know. I think you might be right on that one, but. It, or it, it looked like it could be similar times, right? Because you had, like, the old mm-hmm. Western town front and all that crap. People still riding horses mm-hmm. and shit. Um, yeah, maybe around the same time frame, I guess. What did you think of Gene Wilder, the, the white guy that was, like, his, like, deputy? Or did you, did you even get to some of those? That. I didn't even see that guy. Well, well, Gene Wilder played in so many roles with Richard Pryor as well, too. Mm-hmm. So that that's maybe one of the reasons why they they work together. Now, is it like watch, is like the whole Adam Sandler thing with you know he works with the same guys type with of deal? his friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But did you did you see the scene in Blazing Saddles where they're building the railroad and they're like, "Hey, boss, man, there's quicksand at at, at the end of the uh, <laughs> railroad." And did you did you see that part? No, I didn't see it. What happens? Well, it, the originally he was like, you know, send two horses down there uh, with with some of the white guys or whatever to mm-hmm. check out the quicksand. He was like, God damn it! Why would we waste two good horses when we got a bunch of that we could send down and check out the quicksand? Oh my god! And I know, like, the funny part, like, not the funny part, but the sad part is, like, I know they did it as like a comedic movie, but like mm-hmm. that situation probably really fucking happened. You know, like not. It, you know, word for word or anything like that, but I'm, I'm sure there were countless situations where, like, hey, let's just sacrifice this guy, you know, instead of uh, uh, of one of our own type. But, of but let me, but let me ask you though, okay? You all right? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll correlate Django and Blazing Saddles to each other, okay? Uh, okay. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio had a hard time, like at the beginning of the amount of times he had to say the N-word in mm-hmm. Django Unchained. And do you know Sam Jackson pulled him aside and he said, do you realize how many roles that Tarantino has given me? He made me one of the biggest badass characters of all time yeah, in Pulp much. Fiction. So, so how can he be racist? You are an actor. This is what you're doing. You are acting like a plantation owner, and this is how a plantation owner would act. Well, do you think is there ever a line that shouldn't be crossed? Because no, you know, in, in the in the art of cinematography, there's you know, you can pretty much as a a director, visionary, whatever the hell you want to call it, like you know, you kind of have full range to do whatever. But is there but, ever in any circumstance a line that is just like? You know something that would be just okay. be too much. All right. What? Okay. So let's let's pin it on uh, the the shoe on the other foot here. Spike Lee. Spike mm-hmm. Lee has done a lot of movies that have dealt with race. Mm-hmm. Do you do? I hope. I swear to God, I'm going to be so disappointed if you've never seen the movie Do the Right Thing. God damn it! <laughs> you haven't seen it. Wait a minute. Wait. Listen. Listen. Maybe I have. Like I, I tell, I said this before. Like I'm just bad with the titles, but I'm. It good was the one where the he scenes. worked at the pizza shop, and he worked for the Italian, and nah, he was a pizza man. God I damn seen it, it, man! Is that on VHS well, still? I don't know, man. <laughs> what do I need to watch movie? more movies, or do you watch too much movies? 
Well, because now you're making I mean, me feel like as if I'm like not cultured. I don't know any the, movies previous to but, the year 2000. But these these movies, everybody thinks movies are just entertainment, though. But they're but they're but they're also statement pieces. Yeah, but so, Spike Lee films, you know, like I said, they're they're always like gritty and they're they're did you real. Ever see he got but, game. Yeah, but I'm saying as a black man, like I like live that not not now, but I know how it is. You know, I've seen it before. I've you know, I've I got plenty of friends and family and relatives who had to live those lives or, you know, were subject mm-hmm. to. So it's like, you know, not seeing a movie doesn't mean I don't know what happened. OK, but as all right. So you got Spike Lee as a director and you have Tarantino and Tarantino has taken a lot of shit for the use of the n-word in his movies okay you you have seen pulp fiction right correct yes that okay I have. do you remember where they end up killing the black kid by accident and they, in the back and they go to his house yeah and tarantino was like i know how good my coffee is i don't need to because i fucking buy it myself right. but when you pulled into my driveway did you see a sign above the garage that said dead end storage <laughs> yeah i remember that part actually yeah so so you is know his wife black right i think i think she is though so, so does that give you a pass does that give you a pass i think i don't know if that that doesn't give him a pass but i think it makes him more comfortable if that makes sense right it's like oh I, I got you know i mean i want to say white friend. i mean i do have white friends but okay. like i've been in situations where you know there has been uh, a white guy and and then usually it's 90% of the time, it's music-related. You know, it's Oh, song. so they'll get... They'll, you guys will be singing along to a song, and it'll come to a part we're not where, necessarily, you know... We're not even have to... Be, I don't even have to be singing along, singing along. Like, especially at work, right? That happens at work a lot. Because, you know, we're, we're a bar. Mm-hmm. We got a DJ. We got music constantly playing all the time. Um, and But then there's that 10% of the time where it's not said, it like, in any type of derogatory way, but it's almost used as some type of, like, you know, fighting word. You know, like, it's it's a tough, like... I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's just too much YouTube. Maybe it's too much TV or whatever. But like, I mean, some people I hear say it more than me. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. I mean, I don't okay. really say it at all. But, but like, I mean, I think Sam Jackson kind of has a point, though, because do, if you remember after yeah, Pulp like, Fiction, the like, movie. You can't, you can't no, say but, like Quentin, Quentin Tarantino has, you know, made me who I am today as an actor and gave me his great roles. Okay. But that, like, there should be no like, but they uh, made a bargaining ship the to though. say they were, oh, I made money of him. So he can basically say no. whatever, tell me to do whatever I want to do. It's you know? not about the money. It's about the strong, powerful characters they play. Jackie Brown. Did you ever watch Jackie, Jackie Brown? I seen some mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Pam Greer. You know, she was she was a part of those black exploitation movies that they had back in the day. And and Tarantino did a whole movie where she was the main character. So if Tarantino was racist, mm-hmm. he would not be making lead roles. Yeah, but that doesn't make characters. That, see, that's, see, a lot, that gets confusing sometimes because people think if you do something, you know, it's kind of like that cliche, oh, I have a black friend type deal, you know, so I can't be racist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, by the way, <laughs> by the way, the best man at my wedding was was black. So, uh, you know, I can't be racist. You can't be racist. You can't be racist. But um, I don't know, man. I, I do like his movies. I mean, I mean, he's over the top. I mean, not just with the language, but, you know, obviously with, you know, some of the violence and all that crap. But I mean, that's just who he is as a director. But what I don't like is like, you know, actors like not necessarily being OK with it because, you know, film is weird, man, because it's like you want to play the character 100 percent, 100 percent. But I-, I hope he gets like feedback from the actual act. Right. So if okay. I'm Samuel Jackson and, I- and Quentin Tarantino calls me up, hey, man, I got this great idea for this movie. I got the script. I'm going to send it over to you. Take a look at it. You're playing so-and-so. How do you oh, like it? You get what I mean? Like, if I'm Sam Jackson, I'm like, hey, this is cool, but this guy says literally the N-word every other word. Like, I don't uh, want to play this character. Or does he just like, you know, Quentin, you my boy. I'm, we're doing it because I know it's going to be good. But, I mean, think of the character that Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson has been in every single Quentin Tarantino movie, by the way. Yeah, but is you it your that. character or is it the character? See no, but saying? I mean the character in Django though was 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 one of the worst ones that yeah. he had to play. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was that was, that was rough. But it's I don't know, man. Like everyone has their own 
you know, opinion well, and different a, views, it's but perspective. It's, I, it, I respect your perspective. Yes, I, I agree, but I, I see it as art. It is a person yeah, it, playing a, a character. The, I know, but you're also, you know, you're also broadcasting to a, you know, the world. The, you know, the audience is the world, and not everybody is going to see it that way. Actually, probably yeah. the majority of them probably won't see it that way. You know, that's why great actors are, are hard mm. to find you know, consistently hard to find. So, you know, when you do have that platform of, you know, being, you know, backed by, you know, 21st Century Fox or, you know, one of those big uh, production companies, like, you know, it's pe people worship well, celebrities, I man. Like, I mean, look at Kim Kardashian and all of them. Like people as, you know, mm -hmm. non, I wouldn't say they're not talented because they're very talented, but, you know, people worship these type of people. So when you're given that position, you got to kind of be careful what you agree to and what you say, even though you may not really mean it, but you know, when you got 50 million followers, who knows what you mean? Yeah. Uh, we do, my little tangent we, there. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry about it. We do have a time limit because we had to create another account because Vulture, uh, my producer, yeah, has a lot of stuff. But I, I, I want I do have something I want to bring up. So okay. I'm being honest, I'm being real. Okay. <laughs> I mean also. <laughs> All right. So I texted you a picture of my knee earlier, okay? Yeah. Well, there's this, there's this girl, her name is Kelly, okay. that I have been talking to, okay? Ooh. I mean, we, we, we talk every single night, like, for, like, 45 minutes. Like, FaceTime or, on the, or just on the, on phone, the phone? On the phone. Okay. But, I mean, I, I know what she looks like, and, and right. she's a, little bit, a couple of years older than me, but tremendously in shape beautiful mm -hmm. and and we just click okay well she does a lot of mountain biking and she had a spill and you know she skinned up her knees and i took a picture of my knee because i've had so many accidents and i was already having a text message uh -huh. with you and i accidentally sent that picture of my knee to you uh -huh. which was meant for her okay. and i played it off like i was just stretching which I was just being open and honest. <laughs> I accidentally sent you. A I accidentally of took me. a photo that takes like three different clicks to pull up the camera of my, my kneecap. Now, <laughs> now, let me, now, now, let me let me ask you though. So, the only thing is, is that this this woman is like long distance. Oh shit! How long? Um, Please tell me she's at least in Florida. Nope. Oh my god! You're getting catfished. No, 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 I'm not. Did no, you FaceTime her? Have you ever yes, FaceTime yes, her? Yes, 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 I have. Yeah. Okay. Now, mm. and she, well, I'll tell you, I, I don't want to blow up her spot and stuff. Nah, but, you're good. But, 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 um, it, it it's in a state that's well, really, she, it, it's, it, hmm. yeah, well, anyways, it's a state close to the Great Lakes. And she mountain bikes? Yeah. Okay. So let me let me let me do some like let me let me see okay so athletic well she stays in Very shape you said she she Very does beautiful. rock climbing too does rock climbing it's a state near the great lakes okay so let's see i remember like when we were on bubba and a lot of his fan base is based out of indiana so is she from indiana no but it, i mean it's close it's it's ohio oh ohio you know from michigan yeah, right you, we don't yeah you're michigan we and they're buckeyes buckeyes you know wolverines nuts not jobs we'll call them yeah I know, um but but like am i i don't know but the seat now now hear me out on this okay she has family that she comes and visits in florida all the time okay so am i is she like, listening I, now i well i mean this is recorded so but oh, I mean, shit. she, she <laughs> most bad. likely she listens to all the podcasts so 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 what i'm trying to say is like, either way, no matter what, like, I enjoy talking to the person. Uh-huh. But, like, I don't know. Like, am, am I, like... You think you, you, you're worrying that it won't work because it's so far? Yeah, but, like, I'm okay with just where things are right now, but I would be lying to say that I uh, wouldn't want more. How long you guys been ch chatting? A couple of months. Oh, shit. But, yeah, man. A couple of months. You better get on that. Like, what is she? I mean, I don't want to get all in her business and like that, but is she capable of, you know, moving here? 
Because I know you don't want to go to Ohio. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. I mean, easily. I, I, I don't know. Like, like I said, listen. No, 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 no. But no. But hear me out. I mean, does it does it make me like a bitch? Is this why I don't meet a lot of women? Because I'm in Ohio? okay. <laughs> no, no, why. no, no. God damn it. Let me finish. What I'm <laughs> trying what to say. What, 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 what I'm trying to say is that, you know, like I am okay if it's just a friendship type thing. But I would be lying if I if I said I wasn't interested in more. Yeah, you can't be a friendship type thing. Yeah, right. You guys are two grown ass adults. Either you're, you're together or not. Like, I don't like you can't be friends with her. She's in Ohio. Wait, so men and women can be friends with each other. They can be maybe in adolescence. But I feel like once once you are, are to a certain age, like it's just you got to like you, you don't have a lot of time to make new friends. If that makes sense. Right. You keep your circle mm-hmm. nice and small. You've known people for however many years. Um, maybe. Well, how did I mean, how did you meet your current? Uh, I mean, like, I guess I'd be. I mean, you, you always have to you always have to start out as friends, right? Not, yes. And no, though, but because it was already there was already an attraction. Oh, so are you, the so what, are you are you saying that she's easy or something? No, like, but you, like you oh, can. Well, but, you're you're making it listen, seem like you. Listen, you I'm a for, I'm a very night. I'm a very like not forward person, but like, you know, you, you got to be attracted to each other. I think that's a given. Yeah, and, and it's nothing that like would take over like, that takes over time. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, I to put you on the spot. I did time. Yeah. No, you didn't put me on the spot. I'm just saying, like you two, for instance. I mean, I don't know long distance. You gotta bank. I mean, I don't want to say bank. How long did it you take? You guys have to meet in person. How long did it take? And if you don't feel comfortable, you don't <laughs> I'm have to answer. Comfortable. How long did it take before you, you know, oh, sealed man. the deal? If you know Seal what I'm the talking deal? about. Well, yeah. let's see. I was. And by that, I mean, you know, penetration. Oh, I don't know. A couple of days. Not even. See, God damn it. I've but that's, never but been I was a, I was a goddamn hawk. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like. So you're a predator. You're, first... you're, you're calling I, yourself a predator. Then, I basically. could be. I could be a damn predator. I mean, like, not, <laughs> the, not predator versus alien. I'm talking about the first predator at the fight Arnold Schwarzenegger. That type of predator. <laughs> That's how I was back then. I was a goddamn dog, a pit bull, two pit, two headed. Did, did you bulls. remove your mask and your and 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 like growl at her right before? No, this you, is before. Like, this is way before. Uh, oh, okay. uh, mask, but yeah, that's just the type of guy. No, I was. I, see, you mentioned Predator, and you don't even get the reference to the Predator movie. Do you remember in the final fight against Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, yeah. and and you, and, and, and he takes the mask off. Okay, so yeah, thank you. God yeah, okay, so I was Predator, and then. I eventually kind of progressed to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then I went to Arnold Schwarzenegger and that detective movie. And yeah, so life is good now. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was in my prime. I feel like I'm still in my prime. But, you know, like I, uh, I back then, do you I, really my relationship like with women prime? was way different. Dude, do you really feel like you're in your prime right now, though? Like, I think altogether, yeah. Not just like, you know, okay, early 20s. Physically, sex drive, definitely like, you know, up there. Now, I still feel great in both areas, but then it's like, you know, my, my mentality is is hungrier. Like, you know, I feel more complete, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is kind of like coming together at the right time. Back then, it's just, you know, you, you it, one or two things kind of trumps the other things, you know. So, yeah, I definitely no. feel like in my prime. No. Black and I don't even want to, I don't even like Trump. that word. Prime. A black man using the word Trump. Mm, you know, <laughs> I don't even like the word prime because, you know, immediately after that, it's like, you know, it's the downfall, right? I'm a prime. And then, you know, things kind of, you know, fell off after that. No, man, I'm in, I'm feel great. And it's, I'm saying that people, they say men start feeling old at the age of 45. I don't know where they oh, came okay. up with that number, but. Like, I mean, that's not too far down the road for me, buddy. <laughs> well, who's doing these surveys anyway, first of all? You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Always what are you that. eating? What are you eating? What am I eating? I'm not eating nothing. Does it sound oh, like it? Sound oh, like I got a... Uh, no, I got a... Uh, I had to put my new Invisalign trace in, the trays in today. Every every week I have to do it. But so Wednesdays, is trying to get adjusted to it. Damn, you can hear all that? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I got the headphones in. But, like, I mean, phone. I never noticed... I never noticed though like 
you having like jacked up teeth like why like, no I they're mean... not they were they weren't really that bad i had like one or two uh teeth that i was trying to like straighten a little bit but then of course mm -hmm. when you go to the dentist it's like you never oh, they leave. try to upcharge you, yeah. you like the mechanic like they never yeah. just say like wow you don't need anything no you always need something you literally could get your braces taken off everything done have the best teeth in the world go to dentist the next day and they will find something wrong with your mouth <laughs> yeah all right Sirak. well like i said tell people I, I, I could talk to you longer, but like we we have a time limit on this. Nah, you got to call uh, what you call it, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is. So, I mean, right in, in closing, how how do I play it? Like, do you, I you got to invite her? You got to you got you guys got to meet, man. You guys are, are, are too old to be pen pals. Like, no, just, I... hey, Kelly, if you're listening, take a I mean, flights are cheap right now. Come down to Florida. It's one. It's amazing. Two, the weather's way better than Ohio weather. And three, Tuttle's here. So, you know, when three things, you know, the same right. things work in threes, have her come down. You guys actually have a real date. And uh, and then you make, you know, a decision from there. Let me ask you, would it would it would it look bad or would it be a, would it be a nice gesture or or would it would I look like a creep if I was like, hey, I'll even, you know, I'll pay for the flight down and stuff. It's not a creep. That's what that's a gentleman thing to do. You want to see her, right? Yeah, but but down. you but you, but you get what I'm saying though, right? Like how that could come off as, you know. Well, I mean, what is she creepy? What is she? What if you don't mind me asking? What does she do for like work? I'll tell you. Oh, I'll God. I'll tell you. Oh, <laughs> what work? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she's good with. <laughs> how about this? I'll give you a hint. She is good Only with fans? guns. Good with good guns. With guns? Huh? You a hunter? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Does she hunt animals or, or uh, you know, I let's mean, just leave it. Let's I leave mean, it at that. Yeah, like Kelly, Kelly, Kelly the killer. Take no, oh, it's not God, Kelly the killer. God damn it! Too many, too many K's right there. <laughs> anyways, anyways. All right, Tarak, tell people about your podcast and how they can check it out. Sure, man. Um, so this podcast called the Weekly Review. All right. Uh, I don't know why I said all right. Like I was pissed about it. It's called the Weekly Review. You can catch it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just type type in the Weekly Review, but you probably get better uh, better results by talking, typing in my name. It's Sirak. It's S E R A K. I know, not like the, the liquor, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, and as far as yes, he did I did it. it. I knew you were way doing it. Yes. I knew you were way doing it. And as far as Instagram, it's Sirak the Mike, as in one word. Once again, that's S E R A K. Obviously, I have a Twitter. Same name. Check me out. Like if you like. I'm big with that right now. Tuttle, by the way, like you know, when I ask people to subscribe or or, or follow whatever, I always want them to make sure that they listen and they like it. You know, yeah. I don't want that yeah. bullshit. Like, hey, I support you because I know you. No, I want you to support me because you think it's right. Exactly. Well, so, yeah. Rock, man, I enjoyed this as always. No I can't wait to meet Kelly. By the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God damn I'm gonna stalk You know, I'm gonna stalk the shit out of her as soon as we get off this. Yeah. Right on Facebook. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Nerd, radio personality, and Hot Talk Satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. My producer, Vulture, set up an amazing interview. And with everything going on right now with COVID-19, I think this person was like, all right, welcome to my world, people. Welcome to my world. My guest that I'm bringing on right now, now it's Dia Klein, correct? Absolutely. All right. See, I hate butchering people's Dia. <laughs> is Dia short for something or is it just Dia? 
It's just dia, but you can think of it as in de los muertos or quesa, whichever oh. feels right. Now, what, what, so, um, I mean, your Spanish is really good there. Uh, I mean, what, what, what's your heritage? <laughs> I'm a Hungarian Russian gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> zero, zero Latin. None. Zero, zero Latin. Yeah. See, because I, I, I grew up in, in a very big Spanish community where I grew up, like uh, us uh, whiteies, the Caucasians, we were <laughs> we were the minority and everything. But I, I did pick up Spanish a little bit, but I, I could have picked it up way easier. But our Spanish teacher that they brought in didn't even speak English. So oh. how 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 are you supposed to learn Spanish when your Spanish teacher can't even speak English? Yeah, that's a tough one. So I grew up in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where okay. as a weta, as a whitey, a little mm -hmm. Jew in Santa Fe, I mm -hmm. was put in bilingual classes. But my teachers did speak both English and Spanish. And all the very little bit of Spanish I did manage to retain was because of the bilingual classroom that I was put in. Now, Dia, tell people how they can check out your stuff because you have a very interesting story. Now, I do not want to butcher what you are dealing with, but you have lost your sense of smell, correct? Sort of, almost, exactly, kind of. <laughs> so I am what is called a congenital anosmic. So congenital means something you're born with. Anosmic means the inability to smell. So I was born with the inability to smell. How many people like, you know, they, they, they talk about these rare diseases or rare like inflictions, like how many, like, what's the percentage of people that are born with this? So this is a really great question and super, super tough to answer because congenital anosmia, not to be confused with acquired, which we will get into, congenital anosmia is insanely underreported. Doctors don't know about it, don't care about it, can't treat it. So the numbers are really not truthful or reflective of world numbers, but they do like to say congenital anosmia is about one to two percent of the population. Now, as a kid, when you're growing up, like, you know, you're learning, how did you get diagnosed with this? Like, you know, like, could you I, I, what I'm what I'm trying to explain is when you're a kid, like if you've never smelled something before, how do they find out that? Like, how were you diagnosed? Yeah, a great, great story with that. I have an incredibly clear memory of how I self-diagnosed. And this is how all congenital anosmics figure out that they are anosmic. They don't know the name, but they know something's wrong. It's a self-diagnosis. See, when I can, can I be honest, yeah, when, when, yeah. when, whenever I saw this at first, I thought you were agnostic. <laughs> I know I refuse to conform to any religion. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but, um, no, it, it's just so, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued and interested how you finally figured out, because if you've never smelled, how do you know that you can't smell? Exactly. I was four years old. I remember walking into my house with my father and brother after we'd been gone for a while. And as soon as we walked through the front door, they both exclaimed, oh, spaghetti for dinner. And I couldn't figure out how they knew that because you could not see the kitchen from the front door. And I just remember being utterly confused. And I said, how do you know we're having spaghetti for dinner? How did you guess? And my dad said, oh, just smell the pasta sauce, just smell. And I didn't understand what that meant. And so he commanded me to just breathe in through your nose and smell. Utterly unhelpful, which he then repeated throughout my entire childhood. But the idea of breathing in, all I understood was warm air. How, how does one smell? I didn't understand what that meant. 
And when I expressed that, this is the frustrating part for us congenital anosmic, because when we express, when we finally get the courage to express that, I don't understand what you're saying. What do you mean smell? What is this thing you call smelling? When we finally get the courage to express that, we're not believed. We're told to try harder. We're told to think about it. Yeah, it's breathe a, harder, kid. Yep, yep. Breathe you'll grow into it. You'll figure it out. Which you'll is, grow out of it like an oh, allergy. Right. I mean, can you imagine if your child is blind and you told your child, no, you, you just look through your eyes and see, try harder. Yeah, you'll grow into it. Now, can you taste stuff, though? Yes. So here's the part that everybody got utterly confused on and why I wasn't believed. Most congenital anosmics have the ability to taste. Acquired anosmics, again, which we'll get into, they, they generally have a harder time with that. That is not something they understand. So a congenital anosmic can taste, and I call it a pure sense of taste. And the way I express that and compare it for you people who smell and taste is to compare it to a box of crayons. Mm -hmm. So you who were born with taste and smell, your ability to taste is like the Crayola brand box of 96 crayons with the built-in sharpener. The one? Oh, God, you beat me to it. I was going <laughs> to yes. say the built-in sharpener. With the built-in sharpener. You, dude, are the cool kid in school. you got yeah. rich parents. you got the big box. Mm -hmm. I show up eh, with the Rose Art box of 12. It's the off-brand. It's different. It's still good. It works. It's just not yeah. as expansive. I, it's kind of like back in the day. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a, a boy thing growing up, but uh, tran you had Transformers and you had GoBots. Mm -hmm. GoBots were like the knockoff, like uh, white trash yeah. uh, version of Transformers. Yes. And, and, and so, all right. So, but from my understanding, though, most of your taste and your smell is connected. And, and that's that's why that I'm. Yes. Like a little confused. So welcome to Misinformation 101. Science has admitted that they were wrong about saying that your tongue has these express areas of taste only in certain areas and that you only are able to taste because of the smell that they are connected. And my whole life, I did science experiments on this my whole life. I've maintained they are separate and, and teachers and my parents and doctors would argue with me. And I'm like, you can't gaslight me into saying my truth isn't correct. Oh, see, that, and, that is a great term. You know, I, I've been reading about gaslighting and stuff, <laughs> and, and a lot of people do, do not understand the term gaslighting. Can, can, you, can you explain to people what, what, what that, that term is. means? Yes. Yeah. So it is telling someone that their reality isn't real. It's telling someone that what they see, think, feel, and know is false, and instead inserting their perception of reality, making that the truth and what you live, think, and feel not true. Now, Dia, where can people find out all your, on the line with me right now is Dia Klein. Dia, where, whereabouts do you live at right now? I'm in Colorado, right outside of Boulder. Now, okay, so this, uh, this is how my interviews go because I ask <laughs> questions and then I always think. So like uh, in Colorado, uh, marijuana is recreational. Like yep. you have never smelled weed before. Like you, you no. wouldn't even know what the smell of that would be like, right? No, no. But but, you know, I I don't smoke weed. I really partake of CBD because yeah. I, I don't synthesize drugs very well. So I'm a does it help CBD you? Girl. Has oh. the CBD been helping you? Oh, my God. Yeah. CBD is insane. I recommend that to everyone. It's the most wonderful thing in the world, but I can taste it. And it has really distinct taste profile to to cbd which i assume is absolutely equivalent to pot it's a, it's yeah. a mm -hmm. really weird taste but where can people check out i i know you have a website and stuff but yeah. where can people find you online social media uh i'm i'm giving you the platform <gasps> to promote yourself oh my god i love it 
the best, funnest, and coolest place to immediately check me out is to just go to my YouTube channel, type in Dia Klein, and my mm -hmm. YouTube channel will come out because that's where I have my really fun videos, my congenital anosmic taste test, my comedy, any kind of fun video I create that really brings you into my world, my life, my point of view, it's on YouTube. And if you want to talk with me additionally and engage with me on social media, I of course have my Instagram and you can type in Dia Klein and I will pop right up. My, can you spell that for people just yes, so they know? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Dia, D-I-A, Klein, like Kevin, not Calvin, K-L-I-N-E. Now, okay, so you do comedy and stuff. I, I, I hope and pray, and I'm almost sure you've got a routine or a little <laughs> segment talking about dating men. Because now, guys, when they first start dating a woman or meeting them, they, you know, they... They will go use the restroom, but, you know, guys, guys are kind of self-conscious about, you know, going number two or farting around mm -hmm. uh, a, a woman. Like, as long as they kept that silent, like, you wouldn't even know that, yeah. it, that it happened, right? Yeah, I wouldn't know if they were drunk unless they acted it. I wouldn't know if they pooped their pants unless they showed me. I wouldn't <laughs> know any of it. None. Wow. Wow. Like, what, what are you married, dating? Right? I, I'm like, dating. I have a long-term partner. And when I, when I would date and when I first introduced myself to my now partner, my anosmia is a great icebreaker. And it is. it's a really great lead-in to who I am and how I live my life. I'm not ashamed of smell. I'm not ashamed of stink because I don't, I don't know what it is. So for me, it's like, don't we all fart? Don't we all stink? Yeah. So why should I be embarrassed about that? So I, I do my lead in. Hi, I'm Dia. Nice to meet you. I think you're cool too. So some things you should know. Um, I'm going to fart without realizing or caring that I'm <laughs> farting because farting feels good. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have no negative consequence from farting. And I'm going to fart and I I'm not going to know. So you need to be okay with that. And I'm not going to care if your breath smells, but conversely, I won't know if mine does. And yeah. the, the, the big lead and the big rule I always tell people, especially my partners, is you won't embarrass me if you tell me I stink. I need to know. Tell me, oh, Dio, go brush your teeth. Or you should bathe if you want to get lucky. Like, mm -hmm. just, you know... I'm not aware of yeah. how life can make you smell. And I just need people to cue me in. Have you ever had like anybody like, uh, you know, like somebody that you were dating? Because I, I think it would be like kind of a cool thing. Like uh, if a guy took you out to eat or something and, and kind of like described to you, has anybody ever had like described how things smell? Like, it, or is that even possible? Yes, um, it is absolutely possible. I love that kind of experience. Um, I can't say so much from my partners that I've received that. The mm -hmm. best person in my life ever to have been able to convey smells to me is ironically a perfumer. Really? And she has synesthesia which means she's able to experience her smells in a three-dimensional world. She experiences them in color, in texture, in taste. Like she has this multidimensional ability to express what color and taste and smell is. And she designed a perfume for me. I went in and interviewed her her name is Dawn Spencer Hurwitz and she's out of Boulder. And I just went into like play like, Hey, I can't smell. You want to put some stuff on me and tell me what you think. And I didn't know she was synesthetic and the conversation yeah. we had, and it's on my YouTube channel. It's this really amazing interview. The way she was able to express larger ideas about what a smell means and mm -hmm. about how it feels and tastes. It was 
such a light bulb moment. It made me love perfume and perfume is totally useless to me, but the ideas behind it and why people treasure smell and how they experience smell. She was, she was, that was my Edison moment, right? That was the light bulb. It was absolutely amazing. And I thank her for that. Man, you bring up Boulder. It's funny how things have, I don't know why my dad has been, cause I, I took time away from radio to uh, help out my mom and dad during the pandemic and stuff. And, and I started this podcast. This podcast has been growing tremendously, but they were just watching a, uh, a documentary on John Benet Ramsey. And that right. was in Boulder, right? I think oh, it yeah. was. Yep. And that was such a weird case. And, and they still have not even like, like no. closed it. Right. And you yep. had that, you had that weirdo John Mark Carr that came out of nowhere. God, if anybody, like, when you look at that guy, you're like, yes, his hard drive definitely needs to be checked <laughs> uh, for sure. But uh, it, so let me ask you this, though. So does, you know, a lot of people I've read when they lose one cent, some of the other senses get more refined. Have mm -hmm. you have you like noticed that at all? Or like, is that something you could even like realize? I have absolutely no comprehension of having enhanced senses like my hearing isn't better than a normal person's or my eyesight or my sense of touch but the way i describe my kind of handicap ability the thing that kind of comes up wait you consider yourself and I'm, I'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt so like i mean i i agree it is a handicap but like a lot of people wouldn't think that it is though because the way that I the, the reason why I think it's a handicap, like, for example, like if you had a house fire or something, you wouldn't be able to smell the smoke to give you that extra warning. Yeah. And and it's my bad for using the word handicap. That's an outdated and pejorative term. And I should have said, uh, oh, I'm disability. not offended. I'm not <laughs> I should have said disability. But I and this is this is like the firestorm question. If you and I and I'm sure it's not just with anosmics, but if you're in a room full of anosmics, which would take some doing, but when you're in the community of anosmics and you bring up the question, do you consider this to be a disability? They freak the heck out. They are absolutely confusing the word disability with the word being disabled. And what about handicapable? Do, do you like that word? Handicap? I just, I like the word disability. I have a disability. I can't tell if my house is on fire. I can't tell if there's a chemical spill. I can't tell if my food is, my food is spoiled. I'm not saying I'm disabled. I'm not saying um, anything other than there are certain things in life I need help with, just period. And I have a disability. And I like to compare that to um, it, do you wear glasses? Because yes, I do. Okay, well, you have a disability, and lucky you, the world makes aids to help you. But if our world didn't have these things called glasses, you mm. would need help in maneuvering in your life. Doesn't mean you have a you're disabled. It means you have a disability, and you're just uh, asking for help. Okay, so my next question is, you know, a lot of I I've read stories where like they there were deaf parents but they had a deaf kid mm -hmm. and and you know they they could fix it with a cochlear implant mm -hmm. in the ear but they don't want to if you could have a surgery that could fix your smell would you i adore the cochlear implant comparison oh my god that was beautiful the answer is hell no nope no, no. Why? There are two great examples that I like to bring up for this question. They're both cartoons. And the first one is Futurama and the second one is SpongeBob. Okay. <laughs> both of them I've watched more okay. Futurama than SpongeBob. Hey, okay. By the way, there is a character named Patrick. A lot of people. Yes. You know, that's my real name. Uh, but Tuttle, I go by. So, yeah, I got to hear this. Okay. So, in Futurama, there's a character, Squigwort, who, mm -hmm. it, who is this a stinky 
octopus kind of is that the the guy with the lobster claws lobster claws yeah yeah Mm -hmm. he falls in love with this woman who uh, owns a flower stall and ironically her nose is broken she falls in love with squigwort because she can't smell squigwort feels so bad for her that she doesn't understand the beauty of the world of smell he buys her an operation to get her a nose Mm-hmm. She gets the operation and the fear that I have is expressed in the result of the operation. Her wires get crossed. So now everything good smells bad. Everything bad smells good. So she so the flowers end up stinking to high heaven. She what she up, does for a living, what she's doing yeah, for what a she living. She does for a living. She gives it up and starts uh, working at um, a, a dump as in garbage waste disposal waste disposal and she loves squigwort because he smells good to her and i took that as like a a really um ominous uh potential lesson like no i'm not willing to give up my happiness and my reality to Mm. uh do that and risk my wires getting crossed then we go to spongebob okay so patrick tuttle what Mm. does patrick not have uh well I, I i mean i don't think he has a nose he doesn't have a nose so he starts in on i want to get an operation i want to get a nose implant and he gets a nose and it is insane he becomes a super smeller absolutely everything in life becomes overly intense and he becomes this crazy ocd fanatic about things not smelling and he becomes intolerable and he ends up getting his nose taken off so things can go back to normal. So when I answer that question, I look towards the brains of the comedic cartoon world and the writers who came up with that story, which I would like the backstory on, by the way. Yeah. And I just maybe they're no. maybe they're an agnostic like you are. <laughs> Maybe they're congenital agnostics. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. Well, well, Dia, I listen. I uh, I I hopefully I didn't offend by any questions that none. I asked. Nope, none at all. Um, tell people once again how they can find you online. Thank you. You can find me online by typing in my name, Dia Klein, D I A K L I N E. Go to my YouTube channel and check out my fun videos. Go on to Instagram and look at all my cool daily stuff and chat with me. You can even find me on LinkedIn, for goodness sake, and we can be professional connections. Have you tried? Have you tried out the Clubhouse, the new app? You know, everybody wants to join. I mean, uh, what what have you thought so far? I did one congenital anosmic chat. We had, I think we were on for an hour and a half talking about our shared experiences of being congenitally anosmic. Well, Dia, I, I really enjoyed this conversation and um, I would like to, I would like to, I see there, see, because as a radio guy, you're always looking for like gimmicks or bits that you can do. Mm-hmm. And I, and, 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 and I would just like, like, for example, like Limburger cheese, everybody says that stinks yes. horribly. Have you ever have you ever eaten that? Like, um, absolutely yes. And on my YouTube channel, you will see me eat durian fruit with a super smeller. So he's grossed out; he can smell it a mile away, and I'm throwing it in my face. So we do a congenital anosmic taste test: me against a super smeller with a durian. I also do sustroming, which is Swedish fermented Baltic herring, the stinkiest fish in the world. Well, yep. I have a lot of Iceland followers and they sent me some fermented shark one time. Uh, I imagine it tastes similar to the herring. Oh, and so as bad. far as Limburger goes, Limburger mm. is delicious. It is absolutely delicious. Are you, this is, this is a question. A lot of people think, think I'm crazy. You know, even though you do not, you, you, you can't smell, um, texture texture is something that i that i find that is underappreciated mm-hmm. when eating uh food mm-hmm. like I, I i there's vegetables i like raw but if you cook them they're just slimy i it, it it's weird I, I i don't know if that makes sense oh absolutely mouth feel and that's what they call it mouth feel 
is a very big part of the taste, smell, food, enjoyment. And when you have anosmia and you're congenital where you can, for the most part, taste, mouthfeel is incredibly important. The crunchy, the smooth, the creamy, whatever that texture is that you do or don't like. But if you're an acquired anosmic and you've lost your ability to taste and smell, so many of them only look on relying on the mouthfeel to have any kind of enjoyment from eating. I uh, when when I worked at uh, one of my first radio stations, they they would kind of do like a dirty jobs thing. And I went um, like I, I we were respectful, but a lot of these people that have to clean up like biohazardous material, like people that they have found because a lot of people don't don't realize this is like, you know, when somebody dies in a home or something, they, they got to go in and clean it up. And and the smell, everybody says mm, that the awesome. smell of a dead body is just one of the most recognizable things like, you know, so if the comedy, which I I, I hope it does work out for you. But <laughs> I mean, think about that, you know, like you I mean, you'd be great because most of them, they 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 put uh, like the Vicks vapor rub underneath their nose so they don't get to smell it. And you you could just be in there. You could be like the Michael Jordan of like cleaning up biohazardous material uh in homes that's right there was a great movie i think it's called sunshine cleaning service service with amy yes. adams and yeah I think amy adams Arkin. yeah I, and yeah it, i would be sitting next to the dead body going why isn't he breathing what's wrong and not knowing <laughs> that he decomposed three days in and i'd just be like whatever but now, I have a really strong irk factor. So even though I could theoretically do that job as the best in the world, mm. I my stomach wouldn't let me. Oh, would not. All right, Dia, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this interview. I hope you did as well, too. Oh, I did. Thank you so much, Tuttle. All right, Dia, have a wonderful day. And if there's anything you ever need, uh, please reach out. I'm uh, I'm going to follow you on all your social media. So I want to keep up with what you have going on. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And anyone out there, if you're congenital, if you're acquired, if you have anosmia in your life, find me. I am entertaining. I'm fun and I'm educational. If you don't have anosmia in your life, find me anyway, because I'm fun. I'm entertaining. I'm educational. Yes, Dia. And you got it. You got a great energy to you as well. Thank you. I appreciate All right. that. All right. You have a wonderful day, Dia. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com, Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?